Welcome to the Pelvic Health Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Forner, a physiotherapist working in pelvic health, as well as a new student researcher on the fun, long road to a PhD, where we will be looking at pelvic floor problems and exercise. I am here to bring you information from leading professionals on all aspects surrounding pelvic health for any gender and any age, from the vast range of pelvic floor problems to exercise and sport. Remember our disclaimer, materials and content in this podcast are intended as general information only and should not be substituted for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hi everyone, it's Lori Forner here. I hope everyone is doing well. We have made it to September 2021 somehow. Just a little side note before we get going, um, just in case anyone is interested in the kind of things that I am about to do, there is a online research conference coming up actually this weekend for Australians, so it might be too late to register in Australia, but I know they are doing one. Um, She's putting one on around the world, so I thought I would just quickly talk about it. So Taryn Hallam, who runs Women's Health Training Associates, which is my favorite place to learn anything to do with pelvic floor. Um, She does a research update every year now. The theme changes every year or it alternates. So last year was the childbearing year. This year is about pelvic floor. Next year will be childbearing year. And it's never, I mean, it's not the content is new every single time. So it's always an update on the latest research and practical implications and her ability to read the research. Oh, it blows my mind. Um, But this year, the 2021 research updates focused on pelvic floor. Some of the topics that were listed to be included is the physio role in pre and post incontinence and prolapse surgery, local estrogen for fecal incontinence, hypopressives, the role of weight loss in pelvic floor conditions, the role of physios in pessary management, both the research on the clinical application, effectiveness, risk factors, as well as a review of where international societies are at with respect to the role and training of physios, plus heaps more. I cannot wait. The only thing is this weekend, my baby, baby, baby boy, who's just gotten taller than I am, he turns 13. So of course, um, it's right in the middle of his birthday and trying to organize things around it. So I'm going to be popping in and out of it. Um, it's two eight hour days this Saturday and Sunday. It might be too late if you're in Australia to sign up for it. It might not be. I'll put the link of uh, the Women's Health Training Associates so you can have a look. And I couldn't make the next dates, but how cool, because she's so lovely, she has set dates for the UK and Ireland time. So UK, it'll be Monday, it looks like it's going to be Monday, September 27th to Thursday, September 30th. So I think there's a UK Ireland time of 6.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. each day. The USA and the West will be 10.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. each day. And the USA and the East will be 1.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. each day. And then that for New Zealand, I think was potentially going to be, I'm just reading it off the uh, Facebook page. Maybe the end of September, Tuesday, the 28th to Friday, the 1st of October. Don't quote me on it. Go have a look. Um, But I often haven't had a lot of time to do courses. And if I'm going to do any course, it's always going to be hers because 
they're just fabulous and brilliant. Um, the other thing is the ICS conference, which is supposed to be in Melbourne this year. And I was really looking forward to it as was everyone else. Obviously it's not going to be in Melbourne. It's online. Again, we miss so much of the networking. Um, and the reason why I actually like going to a conference, um, but it's online. So it's doable for everyone, but of course, even though it's in Melbourne, technically, um, the time zones for Australia is not extremely friendly, but it's coming Thursday, the 14th to the 17th of October. I am presenting, um, and I'm extremely nervous, but I think it'll be, it'll be a really great conference. So check them out again. I'll put the link in there so that you can have a look and I will get into today's episode. So people who've been listening to this for a long time know that I don't usually ramble on this much beforehand, but I'm really excited about this episode today. People who've known me for a long time know that before becoming a physiotherapist, I worked as an exercise physiologist. I've been a PT. I worked as a Pilates instructor. I've dabbled in running. I was a gymnast. And now, of course, I love throwing myself over and under metal barbells. My passion for participating in in any kind of exercise and helping other people do the same. It's always been there. Uh, in my current business, half the females I see are women who are pregnant or postnatal. And of course, this passion with a, within exercise extends to helping them live a healthy, active life, whatever it is that they really want to do. Um, and hence also my PhD journey, focusing on strength training. What I have noticed over many years is that there's always been this gap between initial physiotherapy-led pelvic floor exercise and rehabilitation exercises, and then the return to higher intense activities, boot camps, netball, running, CrossFit, F45, sport. There's always been this gap of where people seem to get the rehab, but then it's not rehabbed sometimes enough to actually go into that higher intensity stuff. Many exercise programs and apps have been developed now, and again, they still seem to kind of be at either ends of the spectrum. There's a couple out there that are trying to, to bridge that gap that are, are quite good, um, but often um, apps and exercise programs, especially the really well-known ones, they, they often don't, I feel, have you know the, the right professional input from a pelvic floor point of view. Um, and of course, there's physios that can also help to fill that void, but not everyone has access to physios, not everyone can afford it, and frankly, still many don't bridge that gap between rehab to sport appropriately. I have watched in awe as my two guests today have worked tirelessly to create such a comprehensive and brilliant program, which is now also in app form, which is the way of life, of course. And it's called the Empowered Motherhood Program. Now, I have to say, this is not paid advertising at all. I reached out to Liz Evans and Kimmy Smith in part because I was curious about what they created after months of seeing snippets and stalking them online, and because I wanted to support a small business that was currently locked down forever in the middle of Australia's pandemic shit show. So they let me have a sneak peek which keep listening for details on how healthcare professionals can also do this. Um, and I was absolutely blown away about everything to do with this program. So I made them come onto this podcast to tell me all about it. And that's what you're going to hear. So quickly before I let you hear about it, here is a bio for both of them. So Liz Evans is an APA titled Women's and Pelvic Health Physiotherapist, APA being the Australia Physiotherapy Association. 
with over 17 years experience in both the public and private sector. She's the founder of Women in Focus Physiotherapy in Sydney and spent over 10 years working at the Royal Hospital for Women in Sydney in Maternity Oncology and Gynecology. Liz completed her Women's Health Master's through Curtin University in 2017 and as part of her Master's has published clinical research in the International Urogynecology Journal reporting on the multifaceted longer-term impacts to a woman of sustaining an obstetric anal sphincter injury in which Liz is going to come back on the podcast at some point to talk about that research because it's extremely important and her research was pretty brilliant. She's also a busy mom to three young children and has an unwavering passion for armoring women with quality information to enable them to make better choices for their health. Kimmy Smith is the co-founder of the Empowered Motherhood Program. She's a pregnancy and postnatal exercise specialist, maternal health advocate, and a proud mom to three little girls. Kimmy was a former professional athlete and corporate lawyer. She played at the elite level for over 10 years, representing the New South Wales Swifts and was a member of the Australian Diamond Squad. For anyone who's not in Australia, this is netball. And if you don't know what netball is, because I didn't know what it was until I got here, um, it is insane. It's basketball times 400, which anyone who plays netball will probably be really mad at me about that. But I just think it's amazing. Anyway, so she's quite amazing. Drawing from her experience as a professional athlete, Kimmy is passionate about supporting women to feel strong during their pregnancy and to return to exercise in a safe and positive way after birth. So I'm going to stop talking finally so that everyone can listen to these two brilliant, passionate women and just listen out. I'll let you know what you can access as a healthcare professional and how to do that about midway through. Okay, take care. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming on to the Pelvic Health Podcast. I am really excited to have you both on because I have followed both of you on Instagram for a little bit of time. And I was telling Liz yesterday that even though we haven't really hung out or met, I still feel like I know you very well. Um, And same (laughs) with you, Kim. I have followed you. I don't know how long you've had an Instagram for, but I feel like I've been following it for quite some time. (laughs) Um, So look, today we're talking about the Empowered Motherhood Program. Um, And I am going to leave the floor to you guys because I'm I'm so excited about this. Um, So if we could start by, I'm going to have both of you kind of give me a little bit of a background and then how you met. And I'm happy for either of you to start. I'm not sure if you one of you wanted to go first. Anyone? Yeah, I'm happy to, Laurie. Um, thank you so much, I must say, just for having us here and asking us to be on this podcast. We are so honoured to be here. I have listened to this podcast for many, many years and so have many of my colleagues and staff. And so it's just such a wonderful opportunity to, you know, reach as many women's health physios across the country. And I think you do a wonderful job. Um, so thank you for having us. Um, so, yeah, sure. So my background is I'm a, an APA titled Women's Health and Continence Physio. I've been a physio for 17 years now um, and I was one of those physios who was quite fortunate very early in my career to have some exposure to women's health. So when I was at uni, um, I actually at an undergrad level did an elective in women's health at um, the Royal Hospital for Women in Sydney and, you know, it really kind of sparked my interest at that point Um, but then I decided to kind of go and get a bit more experience in the general hospital system and kind of in musculoskeletal and orthopedic. And then after that point, I, um, you know, kind of found myself kind of navigating, always navigating back towards women's health. And 
I kind of found it really important from an early kind of um, earlier on in my career. To, I really wanted to keep that musculoskeletal and pelvic floor kind of arm. So I kind of, I'm one of those physios that's kind of tried to keep my finger in both of the kind of the, the, the musculoskeletal and women's health um, pelvic floor pie. And I think that that kind of really, everything you do in life leads you, I think, to a certain point. And I think for me, that's really how I run my kind of clinic, um, which my clinic is Women in Focus Physio in Sydney. Um, and also, I guess, you know, in the Empowered Motherhood Program, bringing kind of those two kind of areas together in conjunction with my passion, which is very much the kind of the, the maternal health and childbearing years um, to kind of bring it to the Empowered Motherhood program. So, yeah, and I think um, with I've kind of spent a lot of time in the public system as well. So I spent 10 years in the, in the public system and, you know, through that my exposure in the public system and the private system has exposed me to kind of how both um, areas work and the issues that you know you you come across and kind of the red tape and whatnot and so I think again I've been able to bring that kind of those insights into help work out what what issues women are having you know in in Australia in this kind of time of their life and why it's happening. So Kim how about you what is your background? I actually started off my career in law so I have a um, combined bachelor of business bachelor of law actually my final year of high school I was selected to play um at the highest level elite netball. So I did that all through my university degree and my early years of working. I played for the New South Wales Swifts and was a member of the Australian Diamond netball team. Um, And so I, uh, as you could imagine, juggling those two, totally burnt out. Um, And in 2011, I decided to quit law and I, I changed career entirely and started doing, you know, group exercise, personal training. Uh, which my parents were thrilled about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it was just what I was passionate about. And I sort of thought I I did it just to have a break from law. I actually just took a year off. And I just loved it so much that I never went back. And I fell pregnant in early 2012 with my first, um, first daughter. And so you could probably, you've probably seen this a lot with your patients, you know, um, especially athletes who just feel like they are invincible. And that was me to a T. I just thought I was going to fly through pregnancy, birth, be back running at six weeks. And um, my world was completely turned upside down when I had a prolapse diagnosis at six weeks postpartum. Um, And I'm sure we'll get into that's how Liz and I met. And I'm sure we'll explore that later. But for me, um, the difference between being an elite athlete and having the world's best medical Um, treatments available, the world's best equipment. Um, I once ruptured my um, ankle and I I had physio like 10 hours a day, every day at the Australian Institute of Sport. It was just incredible. So when I was diagnosed with prolapse, I was given a PDF of basically a lot of exercises to avoid initially. Not by Um, me. Not by Liz, not by Liz, of course. (laughs) Um, And so I just, the the difference was so incredibly stark and that was really where I started to shift all of my attention to postnatal health and wellbeing and pregnancy. And um, I was so used to exercising. I was so wrapped up in who I was as a person that I wasn't ready to accept all of this. And I wasn't, I was a mum as well by that stage and I wasn't ready to read through pages and pages of PDF files. I wanted video content. I wanted empowered exercise. And so through all of the education I received 
with Liz on my, my personal body, my journey, I launched the Fit Mummy Project app in 2016. And that just had, you know, 30 workouts for relatively new mums. Um, and it was, it was incredible, the response of how well that app did. And I could tell that that was what was wanted, but I was really restricted in what I could offer in that. So for a long time, I stalked Liz (laughs) Um, until eventually, (laughs) until eventually I wore it down and we, um, (laughs) we, no, we, we both had the plan of doing something together. The timing just wasn't right. She was doing research and, and then she had a really busy clinic. So, you know, when the timing was right, we got together and we started the Empowered Motherhood program. When you got together, um, what did you have in mind? Like, did you have a certain population that you wanted or a certain number of videos? Or did you, you said you knew you wanted videos for people to follow? Like, where did the whole idea kind of start and stem from? So I think for both of us, I guess Kimmy's kind of um, alluded to, obviously we've come to this from very different places. You know, Kimmy's experienced you know, what it feels like to be a bit let down by the support kind of around her. And for me, I came from, obviously, from the healthcare level that so many women's health physios all come from where, you know, we've we've got all of this information and I just found myself after working in the public system and the private system for so long and working, you know, working our butts off with one-to-one patients all the time, trying to provide them with information and the support, but yet still every single day people would come into my room saying, you know, just, I wish I had have known this information and why didn't anybody tell me this? And I just got to a point where I got so frustrated, um, you know, and I could also, I think, you know, at, you know, as I said, I've been working in both public health and private health, and I could just see that nothing was going to change fast, you know, in terms of, and, and, and if you want to really try and reach women at a kind of a bigger level. So, you know, I can, we're all doing our best to kind of reach as many women in the clinic as we can, but there's so many women across the country that don't have access to a women's health physio due to geographical reasons or due to economic reasons, or just due to practical reasons of having multiple children at home and not being able to have, be able to get to an appointment. And so I think for me, you know, I'm a really big picture person and my, you know, over the years, my kind of thoughts have started to go, how is this going to change? And, um, and then I think once, you know, Kimmy started wearing me down, <laughs> and I could see what she'd done with the Fit Mummy project. And I was so impressed with her because she'd managed to put into place a lot of the things that I'd taught her and she'd managed to somehow create an app. I am such a, I am so kind of not tech savvy. And so, you know, it blew my mind that she was managed to create, you know, create an app and, then, you know, for me, I think, you know, my experience with patients, but also my own, by that point, when we did start the EMP, I had had my first um, daughter as well. And I just could not believe going through the same system that I'd worked in, the lack of information and support, you know, and I think that just seeing it from the other side really kind of, you know, struck a chord with me that, you know, we, we, we need to try and do better. And if we're going to wait on the public health system to do it, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. Um, so I think it was just a really point of frustration that I got to. And then Kimmy and I were essentially pregnant at the same time. And, you know, we kind of, I don't know where the conversation started, but we kind of met for a, met for a bit of a coffee. Um, 
And which sounds amazing right now because we're in lockdown and I haven't met somebody for a coffee in <laughs> 10 weeks. <laughs> but, um, you know, we met for a coffee and just kind of mapped out that what I really wanted to do would be to put all in, in place all of not just my information, but I was very fortunate to have a lot of contacts in the kind of maternal health space, having, you know, my experience. And so I've had contacts with obstetricians and midwives and doulas and lactation consultants that I personally lent on through my own journey. And, you know, I just, you know, we talked about trying to combine the exercise with all of the information from all of those maternal health experts that can really help to set a woman up. Um, so we started that conversation and kind of identified that what we'd want to do would be create about 20 exercise videos for pregnancy and about 20 exercise videos for postnatal and a few pelvic floor videos um, that I would do. And then we would, you know, interview a few of the other kind of health experts and we'd create a nice kind of succinct little program that women could do from home on their own time that they didn't actually have to, you know, if they didn't have access and couldn't get into a women's health kind of clinic or went through the public system and never actually had the opportunity to touch point with an obstetrician or touch point with a lactation consultant because of whatever happened. So that's what we started with. Um, and, and then what we ended up with was <laughs> quite different. <laughs> Do you want me to? Yeah. Well, so before you kind of get yeah. into the like how much is actually in here and how it's different from so many other things that I have seen, can you explain to me kind of the meaning behind Empowered Motherhood Program? Like where has that come from? When we were thinking about the plan, we wanted to empower women to exercise safely through every stage of their pregnancy prepare for birth, and then heal safely after birth. And the word empowered kept coming up because we wanted to give them autonomy. We wanted to give them the education that they needed to make really informed decisions and then pair that knowledge with their own personal preferences. So we really, um, although we use our real-life experience, we, we definitely don't push that onto anyone because it is about the woman. And so the word empowered kept coming up for us. Um, we are also really focused on the mother. We understand the unique challenges that women face through this transition from maiden to mother, matrescence, and we wanted it to be really relatable. So we took a long time to film it. We actually took two and a half years to film all of the workouts because we film them at our exact stage of pregnancy. So we, you know, we're really puffy, we're heavy. Um, I had incredible um, pubic pain that, that we used in some of the videos. Um, you know, Liz was incredibly sleep deprived in some of those early postnatal. She was working with a refluxy baby. So we'd, we'd film videos that were so real and relatable and we knew that they would, um, they would really hit home for women. Um, and, and also we wanted to make sure like as an elite athlete, I, I didn't want to be stuck in this forever postpartum box. I wanted to move from postpartum, like early postpartum, and then have this clear progression, just like I would as an athlete where I'm starting in my preseason and moving through. So it was really that empowerment for women to see the journey out of postpartum and back to where they wanted to be. So, so when we were thinking about the word, we, you know, we did a lot of work um, on the name because we knew it had to be a long-term name for us. And, and that, that phrase just kept coming up. <laughs> and just the program, it's, it really is a program. It's not just a, um, 
you know, there's a lot of online um, courses where you just you just jump on and grab that workout that you feel like doing today. Whereas this is a really structured from first trimester all the way through to birth prep. And then depending on the type of birth you have, you have a vaginal birth recovery or a cesarean birth recovery. And then depending on the type of journey you want to follow as a mother, whether you want to go back to elite sport or whether you just want to be able to, you know, chase your kids in the park, there's that progression there. So it really is a program rather than just a a bunch of exercises, I guess. Yeah, which is is a little bit how you probably felt not completely, but the Fit Mummy Project was a little bit in that, yes, you'd progress people through, but it just wasn't as comprehensive and, you know, I guess what we Yeah, put- it was more just, um, you know, choose the workouts that made you feel good that day, which um, it, was a, it was a great starting point for me into this world of postnatal health and wellbeing. And it was only postnatal as well, the Fit Mummy Project. There was no prenatal and tech um, and creating an online program and, and consumer feedback on that. Um, but it definitely wasn't. It wasn't where I wanted it to be. It wasn't what I knew women needed. And it didn't encompass all of the education piece, which is so important because when you think about empowered, if, if someone tells you just go and do this and you don't understand the reasoning behind that, you're really less, much less likely to go and do it. Absolutely. And what, I, what I'd just love to add in there is that in terms of the, I guess, our philosophy in terms of specific kind of exercise as well. So we've got kind of what we wanted was that that the pillars of exercise, we wanted the pillars of education, we wanted the, you know, the pillar of making sure it's expert and support. Um, And so we have a lot of real life support kind of in there as well, which I'd love to dive into in a little bit. But in terms of the exercise, what was really important to me as a women's health physio who and musculoskeletal physio who have had seen over the years and been through the ups and downs myself of all of the fearful exercises and the don'ts do this and don't do that. And there's a lot of, as we know, fear mongering when it comes to whether it's abdominal separation or pelvic floor, don't do this and don't do this. The longer I've been a a women's health physio, it's just becoming apparent that how much of a negative impact that's having kind of on women and that we really need to change that dialogue. And so for us, this program was very much about, you know, ensuring women kind of, we train women to move in all the ways. So, you know, we teach them to Act, you know, teach them to activate and we teach them to connect with their body to feel confident. But then we'll teach them to do things on the inhale and the exhale. We'll teach them to do it without the breath or without with the breath. We'll teach them to do asymmetrical loading with weights. So that's, you know, because that's how you have to move as a mother. We made sure that it was functional. We made sure that we did progressive loading because I think that in the work, you know, that so many women underdose and never actually build enough strength, whether it's for their pelvic floor or, you know, their abdominal muscles, you know, people are fearful of doing crunches and it's, you know, you know, because of, you know, we need to, it's all about, you know, the TA or the internal obliques and actually, no, it's about all the muscles and how they all work together. And all of those muscles have been affected in pregnancy. So we need to re- rebuild the rectus abdominis up just as much as the TA and the internal oblique. And, you know, like let's kind of get p- women back to kind of function and health rather than these floor-based exercises. And so for us, it was taking them from that foundational level, giving them positive messages and confidence and letting them, you know, teach them how to kind of feel when they're at the right level and then, um, you know, take them through that kind of journey and, and, you know, ensure that along the way that we're trying to get into their psyche of positive kind of health messages of it's not about weight loss, you know, it's not about bouncing back, you know, it's very much about just kind of, again, that word empowered keeps coming back up, you know, teaching them to connect with their body, feel confident in their body, like thank their body for the fact that it's grown a baby and, 
you know, feel kind of incredibly blessed to have actually been able to do that as opposed to that kind of negative feeling that kind of often comes in, you know, that postnatal period. You know what I feel because um, I've had the opportunity to have looked through it and thank you because that, like it, you talk about it and sometimes it's really hard to kind of envision exactly what it entails because like you said, there's actually so much involved. But as a women's health physio, there's always been that gap between our basic foundational rehab pelvic floor exercises and then women getting back into the more high intensity activity and you have filled that gap so well with this program and the exercises and that's only that's only talking about some of the program and exercises and there's so much more to it and i'm just looking at the pdf that you sent me that really you i run through it and i'm like oh my goodness so can you talk me through um these sections that you have because again there's physio education expert interviews you've split it up through different trimesters and then that's just the pregnancy and then there's the whole postnatal section like oh my gosh how did you organize all of that I'm going to let Kimmy answer that. She's been the brains behind actually organizing it. Um, But I just want to say thank you for saying that, you know, just in terms of filling that gap, because that's essentially what we really tried to do. Um, You know, I think that the whole, you know, we can get stuck on the floor doing pelvic floor exercises, clams, you know, bridges, and then it infuriates me the number of my friends or patients that they start with us and they have great intentions. They come might, might come for that six-week check and they do a bit of the exercise you give them at home. And then the next time you see them might be at four months or five months or they turn, come back into the clinic at six or eight months and they've decided to take themselves back straight from those exercises to hit or to running. And, you know, I think that it's that gap that we have very much tried to fill. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like um, with my own personal journey as a patient of Liz's and I was, I feel I consider myself very lucky because I was referred to see Liz. Um, I I lived near a women's health physio. I could afford to go to a women's health physio. Um, And despite how keen I was, I would still go like even really early days, once a month, maybe then it got every two months, every three months. And I wanted so much more in between that. I wanted every day pretty much. I wanted to be working on healing my body. So um, we've tried to really complement the work that women's health physios do and give women something to do in between those appointments at home with their kids. Um, so the way we structured the program, it, it was really important to us that we included the women who were normally have been previously ignored by other programs. So we have a lot of specialised content for pelvic organ prolapse, anal sphincter injuries, pubic pain, pelvic girdle pain, mental health, um, and and even, you know, more common things like morning sickness, birth preparation. Um, It was a real challenge to get all of that together into the one comprehensive program. So what we did was we divided it into a week-by-week program, which was a lot of trial and error, and we got a lot of feedback initially from our community on how to make that better. Um, We actually started with a trimester-based pregnancy program, um, and we ended up with a week-by-week program. And we filmed, you know, um, all of those workouts during pregnancy pretty much. Then we moved from about 34, 35 weeks into birth preparation, and we have vaginal birth preparation, also cesarean birth preparation. Um, We've just added recently birth preparation with pelvic floor issues. 
so that women who are in their second or third pregnancy and are fearful of birth because of that reason can have the, uh, again, the information they need to make an empowered birth decision or to speak to their antenatal team. Um, And then from postpartum is divided into levels and those levels sort of mirror a stage of recovery. So uh, I will let Liz add on when I when I go through the levels because she's she can add the the medical side of things. But level one and two are the first twelve weeks, and they're focused on birth recovery, and they're divided into vaginal and cesarean, and they're really about building the foundations. And there's a lot of education in those early stages. So there's a lot of pelvic floor work, early TA work, mobility, um, postural support, and a heap of education. Then level three is about introducing strength. And so we're trying to build full body strength here and really start to introduce little bits of functional strength because we know that women really need that as mothers. And then level four and five is about returning to impact, really building on that functional full body strength, getting women back into running if that's what they want. Um, and then mirroring that or sitting alongside that is our specialised content. So some women might not do our general program. They might just do our pelvic floor um, safe program. In pregnancy, they might not do our general pregnancy program. They might do our, our pelvic girdle pain and pubic pain um, work um, program. So, and then we have all of the education, which is fed through the week by week, and it sort of pops up as women need it. So obviously at the start, we have stuff on morning sickness, you know, then we move into more general pregnancy, um, you know, safe exercise in pregnancy guidelines, nutrition for pregnancy, all of the mental health stuff that pops up in pregnancy. So, um, yeah, it's a really it's a really comprehensive program, but it, it has been a lot of trial and error. We didn't nail it initially. And so we're really grateful to the all the feedback we've got from our members on helping us to improve that. Yeah, and I'm just going to add in just in terms of the pregnancy program um we kind of made sure that it kind of fits the RAMSCOG pregnancy exercise guidelines so essentially every week by week we've got at least two strength-based training sessions in there we've got some pilates we've got yoga um, and the entire program we have it was really important to us to give women kind of motivating exercise that is also interesting because you know we we can all only do you know clams and bridges and you know whatnot for so long and you know we wanted to make sure that women could get an endorphin hit when they felt like it so you know one of the workouts in pregnancy I'm even doing some dance style aerobics (laughs) (laughs) which I cringe when I watch it but you know that the women love it because when they hit that mid trimester that the mid pregnancy and they actually feel like they've got a bit of energy and need a bit of an endorphin hit again we've tried to give them some go-to kind of cardio workouts and so again you know there's yoga in there there's pilates there's bar there's kind of strength there's meditations and so we've tried to kind of cover as many realms of different styles of exercise that people like to do so that they can you know still feel like they're doing what they love um, which I think is you know that just as important for exercises is actually the biomechanics and the functional element of it. It's the way it makes you feel. And I think that, you know, that can really get lost sometimes um, 
Yeah. So that was pregnancy. And then as, as Kimmy said, kind of postnatal, um, you know, it was, it's very much about that progressive loading every single kind of phase. We're trying to kind of train them in a very functional way. So will every workout, no workout will only be on the ground. Some of it might start on the ground to kind of, you know, engage. And then every workout will end up in a bit more of a standing functional position and really trying to teach women to how to integrate and use their muscles in everyday normal movement. So in the postnatal program, we've we've just recently kind of launched a return to running program, which has been kind of based on the UK kind of guidelines that came out from Emma, Gronier and Tom, um, and also obviously my own clinical experience, what I've done with women over the years. And again, it was just by putting that in there, we've kind of seen how many women just feel like they've got a bit of a hope. So they start in at six weeks and they can kind of see that coming up at some point in a couple of months time, I get to prep myself for running. And so we're finding that they're more likely to hold themselves back from running and wait to prepare themselves properly, as opposed to kind of, you know, do what so many people do. They just go, I'm just going to give it a go and they do it for a few weeks and then we'll often turn up into the physio and go oh my god it does not feel right down there what you know what have I done so yeah putting that in I think just it gives women that hope that the progressive loading is coming all right I'll stop there just for a second to let you know if you're a healthcare professional how you can use the link in in the show notes in order to access two-week free trial for healthcare professionals links to the find a physio page in the empowered motherhood program where you can list their clinic and reach their members the emp member pathway a list of included content which makes you just again your mind be blown testimonials from women's health physiotherapists using the program and again the link will be in the show notes it will be www.empoweredmother.com.au forward slash the dash emp dash four dash health dash professionals um all right i'll let you get back it's really hard to understand understand the app and the program because i think that i'm definitely a visual person and i think that you know there's probably one of our biggest challenges is trying to communicate to people what the actual app is and as you know you've got that list of that pdf there with it's got about 25 percent of the program on there um because it's ridiculously comprehensive and you know, I think, as, as I said earlier, we started with saying we'll do 20 workouts in pregnancy, 20 postnatal, and I think we're up to about 350 videos in the program now. Um, and so what I would, you know, probably the best thing for any women's health physios out there or health professionals that do want to have a look around, um, that there is, you can literally download the app yourself with, it gives you a, a free kind of five-day trial just from the app as it is. But um, what... Kimmy will do is actually kind of pop a a code up for anyone that wants to kind of have a look around for kind of a couple of weeks. And we can pop that PDF up as well um, so that you can just get a bit of an insight as to kind of all the topics we talk about kind of in the program. Um, But yeah, that's kind of essentially what happened with filming as we'd keep going. I would go, oh, I really want to teach them this and this and this and this. And it'd just kind of build and build and build. Well, the app is so interesting too, because you've set it up, it like you can go, you can pick by time. So if you only have five minutes, you can pick by intensity, you can pick, like being able to look through that. My friend was showing me her, I think I was telling you, she's got the Peloton bike with the program and I'm sitting there going, oh my God, that is pretty much like how you got, that is like your app, how you've set it up. And it's so, and then you have all of these expert interviews that Oh my God. Can you tell me about that? Like there, I'm just looking at some of them and there are so many in there and it's so much of the stuff that, 
you know, sometimes we want people to be able, you know, we'll, we'll talk to them as physios about this information. One, they may not remember everything that we say because sometimes we talk a lot. Um, and two, sometimes people, like you said at the beginning, they might be rural, they don't have access to this information. If they need to see a psychologist, but they're not sure what to expect and they're not really there yet, like you just have so much information in there. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? The general consensus, I think, amongst health professionals is we have so much information that we want to share with women, but yet we have 15 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour with them maximum. And so really the expert interviews um, were an opportunity to get other health professionals in the maternal health space in front of women to be able to give them the information that we kind of say that you really need to know that often does get missed in an appointment due to kind of prioritizing, you know, doing the objective kind of assessments or kind of booking in or whatever they're doing the appointment. And so um, they were just an incredible opportunity to interview, you know, an obstetrician. We interview a midwife, we interview a lactation consultant, a nutritionist, a dietitian, a psychologist, um, a doula. Um, and I think that kind of summarizes who we interview. And so the range of topics, so let's say in kind of pregnancy, so we cover the topics, you know, with the obstetrician, you know, so we talk about forceps and we talk about, you know, how to kind of, you know, an informed, informed consent when it comes to birth and a fully informed birth. And we talk about the topics that, you know, often don't get talked about normally in antenatal birth classes because it's a bit scary or, you know, they're not quite sure how to kind of talk about it so we kind of cover those difficult topics and then we on we also speak to a doula who you know has a bit of a different approach and we talk about um you know all of kind of her input and and whatnot and so again it's all just really about trying to give women information from all different sources to see what kind of sits with them you know what really resonates with them what they want to take into their kind of birth or their postnatal period as liz said and this was my experience, like, why didn't anyone tell me? And I'm sure that um, for all the physios listening, they would be saying, we did, we tried to tell you, but if you don't know where to go and you Mm -hmm. don't ask the questions, sometimes you don't get given that information that you really need. So these expert interviews, because they're fed through the program, they give women the information that they really need at the time they need it. And hopefully that prompts them to go and seek further support or personalised treatment. The other thing I think, especially around birth, is you get given a lot of information in hospital when you or wherever you have your birth when you've just given birth and you're not in a position to, to hear it or to absorb it. And if I go a step back, in labour, even more so. You can't make informed decisions when you're in the middle of labour. So whilst Liz said some of the some of the interviews, you know, um, they might be a bit more confronting than what women are used to receiving, but we are of the opinion that it is much less confronting to listen and absorb that information when you have a chance to process it and, you know, ask further questions about it rather than in the middle of labour when you don't have a chance to process it the prefrontal cortex is shut down, it's stressful, it's traumatic, and there's pressure. So we really wanted to give women information in a way that's still safe and, and nurturing, but it's it's real and it's based on the statistics of birth at the moment in Australia. Um, and so we don't wrap them up in cotton wool because we sort of 
you know, we treat women as the intelligent, empowered people they are. And so we give them the information they need and then they can make the decision that's best for them. Hmm. So I think the expert interviews um, are a really, really nice compliment to the exercise as well because Elise does a heap of expert education herself. And so if women understand, for example, women with prolapse, they understand that it's not just a pelvic floor issue, that there's a number of factors that are impacting on their prolapse, the way they breathe, the way they stand, the way they move through their daily life, all of those factors are important, then then they're more likely to really start to listen and and want to do the thoracic mobility workout or to watch the mum life video, you know. But if they don't have that information, they might go, eh, I'm not going to get a big calorie burn from that one. I won't do it, you know. So um, Mm -hmm. for me, that's what really, uh, it's one of the things that sets the program apart. And um, one of the things I'm really grateful that all those experts um, gave their time and their their knowledge and shared it shared it with our members. Yeah. And while we're on the topic of pelvic organ prolapse, that is seems to be like a not a recurring theme, but kind of a bigger not a not a big part, but is an additional part to those postnatal exercise series. And um, if you can tell me a little bit more about why you've chosen that to be kind of a, a main part and not like you know, you could have used pelvic floor workouts for stress incontinence. So why did you choose prolapse? For myself, because I do have a prolapse um, and because it has dictated so much of my postpartum life, I'm I'm really passionate about um, showing women safe ways to continue to exercise because I think the initial prolapse diagnosis, stress incontinence um, or, or urinary incontinence, like, women kind of expect it doesn't it's not that constant often that constant feeling of heaviness or dragging you know it it, prolapse is so much fear around it Mm. and so whilst the whole program is targeted to pelvic floor dysfunction the prolapse part of it is something I'm I feel so passionate about and I guess you know because that was where our journey started we have included a lot of content on that as well. Yeah, and I think that, you know, as, you know, we all can see with our patients that often if they're leaking, that's a bit of a sign to stop, whereas the, you know, prolapse is kind of a little bit more kind of occult or gradual, and so there's not kind of women all kind of not be quite sure of the symptoms and what they should be doing. And so, yeah, we really wanted to, again, come back to that word of empowerment and go, hey, you might have this, but, hey, let's keep you moving because if we don't keep you moving, that cascade of effects that happens with pelvic floor dysfunction where women stop exercising, when they stop exercising, their mental health is affected. They, you know, have increased weight gain. If they've got increased weight gain, they kind of be more likely to have other comorbidities as, as life goes on. And so there's that huge cascade of effect that I really believe can be if we intervene early and keep women kind of, you know, moving um, can make such a difference to a woman's life. That's a big part I think that we're we're missing. And like you said, Kim, that fear surrounding it and there's so much bad Googling happening, but often it's kind of the only information that they're getting and often it's all of the stuff that they can't do. So to be able to have a program that they can follow that isn't just supine, um, mm. that they then can progress and get into harder workouts, like you said, I think is is so empowering um, and is really exciting to see. And then you have, I was just looking at level five, which is the advanced 
functional workouts for strong moms. So you guys take it to like, you know, you have all of that basic groundwork, you have the in-between that we've been missing for a really long time, and then you take it even further. Can you talk to me a little bit about what's involved with the advanced stuff? The levels, we had to tie them in very generally to a stage of postnatal recovery. But what is a big part of the EMP is that we have that real-life support. And so everyone who comes into the program completes a where-to-start quiz. And from that, we sort of triage them and and take them to the level where we feel like they they will still feel a little bit challenged, but they're really going to get those foundational workouts. So even though someone might be 12 months postnatal, if they haven't been doing much, we're going to start them a lot earlier on in the program so that they can get those foundational movement patterns. They can improve the biomechanics that they've probably adopted throughout the postnatal period. They can get that foundational education. Um, and then I'll jump over to Liz because I think those functional workouts are so much her her baby. Um, you know, she's so passionate about making sure that that women train not just for, you know, that workout, but for mum life. And yeah. I felt in terms of those level five workouts. And look, you know, what just further to what Kimmy was saying, this whole kind of this whole app and this program has been real trial and error. So what we put out to start with, we had women emailing us saying, we want them harder or we want them easier. And so we had to, we ended up kind of shifting everything a bit kind of earlier. So what we thought were our level one, two, three, four, five, we actually brought it all quicker because people wanted to progress themselves on faster than what we thought that they should. And I think that that's just the nature of a lot of postnatal women, you know, women want to feel like they're working really hard. So we've actually shifted everything a lot more kind of forward. Um, but that's, you know, that's, that's been actually great because I think that women kind of feel like they're working out kind of harder. So then level five. Um, so that's, as, as you know, that that's kind of the, a lot more advanced in terms of, um, trying to get kind of women doing what they would be more likely to be doing in a gym situation. And so we might be having, um, you know, they might be having whatever really heavy weight in one hand and kind of a lighter weight in another hand. And so I've got them doing kind of, you know, whether it's squats on lunges or things up to the floor and down and, you know, Tabata style workouts or um, using kind of a kettlebell and actually kind of cueing them in terms of, you know, kind of how to kind of actually feel good through the movement, how to actually kind of engage but not brace themselves and actually just kind of get a bit of it's all about just building that bit of confidence in their body, loading their body up. So, you know, we're doing kind of sit-ups in them. We're doing things in them that people are usually told not to do. We teach them how to do burpees. So I start with kind of very basic level burpees and then we build them up to actually how to do a kind of a burpee and adding in the jump and all of those types of things. So, and actually teach them when they feel, when they should feel ready for that, you know, teaching them how to do mountain climbers, all of those stuff that a lot of women will come across in a gym um, is kind of what that level kind of, you know, four and five are about. It's really important to remember the woman behind the mother. Um, just because we're mothers doesn't mean we've suddenly given up on all of our, you know, fitness dreams. Um, for some women, they just can't wait to get back into this stuff. So we really wanted to make sure they had a clear pathway to do that and to keep them challenged and progressed. Um, it is a niche program. We know women aren't going to be in it forever, but we really wanted to progress them as far as we could before they go back to to go back to those general classes or, or whatever they want to do, you know, run marathons, go to the Olympics, whatever it is, you know, we've seen, we've seen a lot of mums recently at the Olympics and it's just incredible what, what mothers can achieve. 
I think your insight too, as an elite athlete, um, is again, something that's missing in a lot of these programs. Again, the women's health physio and then the athlete and the exercise specialist. It's such a beautiful um, blend of information from both of you. Um, so anything else that you wanna talk about within the program? I understand how we operate as women's health physios and we very much developed this program to kind of work as a complementary to what women's health kind of physios are doing in the clinic. Um, it's definitely not to replace women's health physio. And certainly since we've started the program, you know, literally in every second or third video, I'm drumming home, go and see a women's health physio or go and see your health professional or whatever. And so since we've started the program, I think we've had increased, you know, definitely we're driving a lot of, um, of the women that join that previously don't even know that a women's health physio exists. I do live Q and A's um, every month with our members. And in that, that's a bit of a ask Liz type of um, setup. And, you know, again, I kind of, you know, always say that I'm giving some general advice, but, you know, I, I use that as an opportunity to try and drive them to the women's health physio, or it might be the musculoskeletal physio that I'm sending them to. And so that's a really great way for us to kind of link in to kind of the physio community. So we're trying to drive women to women's health physios. Um, and in order to do that, we need, we need women's health physios help because we need to know where you all are. So we've got um, on our website that we've just popped up a find a physio kind of database that we've kind of been collecting some um, physio details. Um, but we would love all the women's health physios around the country that want to kind of be um, on our database to kind of email us if they can with their information. So kind of their, their name, their clinic, uh, clinic details, what their experience is and what type of conditions they treat. So whether they treat pelvic floor dysfunction, whether they treat sexual dysfunction, if they fit pessaries, if they treat musculoskeletal, if they run classes, because we're kind of really trying to, you know, create this program to run in parallel with what we're doing across the country. And, you know, what we're trying to do is just kind of reach more women than what we can in those one-to-one -one appointments and, you know, in, in all different kind of locations. And I think that as a collective, we have such an incredible opportunity to really make a dent in, um, you know, what's kind of where we're at in maternal health. And, you know, I guess I'm really excited to have been able to create this program. And, you know, I've been so grateful to work with Kimmy because she's kind of really been the brains behind the tech and the actual app development. I can't take any credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that, we both feel pretty fortunate, I think, to be working with each other to create this app. And then the next phase really is to get the health professionals kind of in Australia knowing about it and having a look at it and feeling confident in it because essentially, you know, women respect um, health professionals and, you know, we'd love, you know, as many, you know, health professionals to know about it and have a look around and refer to it so that we can, you know, help as many women across Australia as possible. But I think the thing with the Empowered Motherhood program is that we you know, we're, we're still up against, um, you know, influencers and celebrity programs um, that have a prenatal or postnatal element. And, you know, we all know the difference, but it's not clearly apparent sometimes when you're looking at or comparing apps. So we had to make sure that the consumer experience was, you know, exactly right. Um, and so we could, we give them sort of hopefully what they want so they get what they need, you know. So um, as as a mum, I know my first birth, I probably didn't make the best decisions. Um, and so I kind of go back into that brain of where I was at. 
um, and, and give that person what she wanted whilst giving her all of the information and tools she needed. Mm. And and what's interesting for me now, I kind of did actually say it in the beginning, but I've got a three-month-old at the moment. Um, so I've got a six-year-old, a three-year-old, and a three-month-old. And it's been amazing to, I did the pregnancy program through this pregnancy and then I've just followed the Caesar program through this kind of postnatal period. And so it's been amazing for me to go through it again now that we've put it out there to actually kind of see how it is and kind of see there's still a few little gaps that we're going to add in. And so I guess that's the nature of our personality types. We're kind of, we're never quite happy. So we're kind of still constantly adding to it and refining to it. So we'll kind of have another filming day soon where we're going to add in kind of a few extra kind of workouts and whatnot. Um, I feel like it takes a lot of pressure off of me as a physio because I just feel like um, I don't I, I you know I, I don't mind programming and I know what kind of exercises I I want people to do but I also love it when there's already brilliant programs out there and I could go actually I'll start you off on here and then you go to this take this app and then this is where we're gonna go is all the rest of this stuff. Totally. And that's what we've tried to do, just create a resource that, you know, we can refer women to or they can use themselves. And honestly, I've kind of found that, you know, the more we can teach women about the importance of their body and health, the more they're going to invest in it. And so I think that, you know, if you, you start with kind of patients in the clinic and if they start doing the Empowered Motherhood program, they're actually more likely to invest in their health and come back for the checks and back for the, your progression and your input and your help along their entire journey because they really understand the importance and the value of their body and healing it the right way. Um, or we talk about birth preparation, as Kimmy said, in the pregnancy program. And so they're more likely to come into the clinic and actually have some sessions towards the end of pregnancy to actually really try and, you know, prepare their body, their pelvis, their pelvic floor for birth um, and that previously they wouldn't have done that. So, you know, we've just tried to create a resource that, you know, helps helps help professionals and helps women at the same time. Again, they go home and often, you know, we might have handouts to give them, but often we don't have videos to give them. And I think then having that reiteration of what we've just said and possibly more information, I think will be extremely helpful. So I am so happy that you guys have done this um and i'm so thankful for you for taking your time away from i know some craziness and some busyness but being able to share it with me so that i can share it with everybody else thank you thank so you. much <laughs> need people like you laurie to be able to help kind of get out all of the you know the information and the resources you know across the country so thank you for having us thanks so much as liz said for this opportunity to chat and you know it's always um, really nice to be supported um, by other healthcare professionals. So we're so grateful. If any women's health physios have any kind of questions and they want to know more about the program, feel free to kind of email, you know, ask because we're more than happy to kind of give you more insights. So kind of my email is liz, L-Y-Z at empoweredmother.com.au and Kimmy's is kimmy at empoweredmother.com.au.